What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Dr. Seuss. I am joined today by the one and only Thomas Cole, fellow Eagles fan, fellow um, passionate, long-suffering Eagles fan that got to win the Super Bowl two years ago. And what we're here to talk about is the Super Bowl that, that never was in Philadelphia with Andy Reid that he finally got in Kansas City. First of all, what's going on, my man? How you doing? What's going on, Dr. Seuss? You're pretty good. How about yourself? And just for you guys that want to follow my man, um, Thomas Cole, his Twitter is the Philly Underdogs. So the word the, Phil, P-H-I-L-L, three L's. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Space Underdogs. So the Phil with three L's, Underdogs, on Twitter. So give him a follow. Um, What did you think? What were your feelings about this game? Like, were you super excited for Andy Reid, or were you like the, um, were you a little bit sour that he won because uh, you know he's he couldn't win it with us? So, man, nah, I don't want you to win with anybody else, kind of thing. I was not sour one bit with him. I I really wanted him to get one because I think he's one of the most deserving guys in the league to get a ring. Now, I think probably. To be honest, if we didn't win one two years ago, I'd probably have a different feeling because I'd be like, why can you win one there, but you can't win one here? But I don't have any hard feelings about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, – I feel the same way. Um, a part of me is, is also a, a little bit torn. Like this 10% of me is like – uh, it would be it would be nice if you just won one with us and then went to Kansas City. Well, if you won with us, he probably would still be here. He'd probably be the Eagles coach still um, if he yep. won that Super Bowl with us. But no, I'm happy for him overall. He's a really good dude. He, he players seem to love him, and he gave us 11 years of, uh, depending on how you look at it, uh, very exciting football and then heartbreak at the end. Um, let's dive into this game a little bit. I um. I personally thought it was there for the take. I can't believe San Francisco blew this. I think part of the reason why the Chiefs won is because the Niners blew it. Like they were up twenty to ten in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left, and you let the Chiefs come back. It's third and fifteen, and Patrick Mahomes. And, and I know Tyreek Hill is fast, but that thing he threw that ball up. It was up there for a while. I can't believe how wide open Tyreek Hill got. Um, in my opinion, there were two plays that really, or two decisions that really. Um, that decided this game. The first decision was for Kyle Shanahan not to call a timeout. I was like, what are you doing? A minute and 30 seconds left. You can literally come down and score a touchdown. You, you would still have two timeouts left and in enough time. A minute and 30 seconds with two timeouts is like forever in the NFL. And then they still got the ball with like 17 seconds left. Um, Garoppolo throws a pass to Kittle and he gets called for pass interference, but that put him in field goal range. So they would have been up 13 to 10 if it wasn't pass interference. Now, in my opinion, when you watch that playback, absolutely not pass interference. He stuck his hand out, but he didn't push. He was just gauging where that guy was. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I could not believe that they were, would not call a timeout because even whenever they had that big play up the middle with like 14 seconds left, it's like you could have done that a while ago. And then actually had like a minute left to play. You probably could have even gotten a touchdown before the half. Yeah. The way that yeah. offense was going in the first half. 
and then you get the that, ball back. And then what, what, what really confused – well, first of all, did you see John Lynch? He was like – he was calling timeout from the booth. He was – Yeah, he, the, like, he was pissed at Kyle Shanahan for not doing anything. Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan's excuse for that was like, yeah, I was comfortable being 10-10. He didn't want the Kansas City Chiefs to get the ball. But like, he was playing scared. That, that, that right there, what he said after the game, is like a gateway into his mentality. Like he's great in the regular yeah. season, but when it when it's really crunch time, my man is gonna fold like a lawn chair because first of all, you didn't you didn't put the ball on Jimmy Garoppolo. You just proved to your quarterback you don't trust him. Even though to my to me Garoppolo was playing pretty decent, um, maybe not great, but pretty decent. And he, yeah, that's that that right there was one way you could look at it as far as what cost him the game. But that was pretty early. That was the first half. Let's go to the second half where it's 20 to 10 with seven minutes left. It's third and 15 and Patrick Mahomes chucks a duck into the air. Tyreek Hill is running so wide open. He slows up and waits for the ball. It goes right into his belly. And then you have another play where it's pass interference against the, um, against on Kelsey. Well, it's, it's whoever was guarding Kelsey in the end zone, puts the ball at the one. And now you have a 17 to 20 game. Niners go three and out. The rest is history. So, what were your thoughts on that that second half play, as far as the third and fifteen, and and what do you well what did what did you feel turned the game anyway? Those were my obvious takeaways. Everyone's talking about that, but what did you notice outside of that? I definitely think it was. See, I I hear a lot of people saying that the 49ers like blew it in the second half. I won't necessarily say that per se. Because I think just the way Patrick Mahomes started clicking with all of his receivers, and honestly, the 49ers' defense almost started to look tired towards the end of that game. Because like, there were a couple plays on at the end there where like Richard Sherman was getting beat by like Sammy Watkins, and I'm not saying Sammy Watkins is a bad receiver by any means, but Sherman's not the kind of guy to get beat like that. Yeah, I definitely and, saw Sherman get beat a few times. Yep. And I think Mahomes did a really nice job bringing them back. And and even it, it's uh, obviously why he was, but I noticed like when the National Anthem was playing and they showed Patrick Mahomes in the standing there, you could see how nervous he looked and everything. And I think probably towards the end of the game, the nerves probably calmed down and he realized, you know, all right, I need to get this thing going so we can win this football game. Yeah, he was. I think he was biting his lip a little bit. When people have tells, like you, I don't know if you play poker, but I play poker, and there's people that give away what whether they have good good cards or not, and usually it's like they're biting their lip or they're, they're like gnawing at their fingertips. That's what I do. Um, like my wife will scrape off her 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 um her nail polish or whatever, whenever she's feeling nervous, it's like a tell. So I think, yeah, he, he definitely looked a little bit nervous, but I think all those guys had bugs. You, Jimmy Garoppolo was nervous too. So I picked the 49ers yeah. to win because they're they're they are, to me, they were the better team specifically on defense. Um, and I just think that those couple of plays turned the tide, man. And, and then, you know, it's 20 to 17. And then I think they had a play where George Kittle was going over the middle and he had Terrell Suggs on him, and and the ball got tipped. So the Chiefs, for as bad as their defense was early on in the year, 
Steve Spagnolo, we know him. He he definitely yep. turned uh, turned into a turned that defense into a, a formidable, good enough defense to stop the 49ers. And uh, and yeah, what a game that was. Now, um, first of all, tell me what is your um, your best and worst Andy Reid when he was a Philly coach uh, memory. Uh-huh. Off the top of your head. Yeah. I'd definitely say the worst was probably just that last season with us. It's, it's, now, I, I can't say that that was all his fault or anything. It was not a lot of, uh, at least for me, I didn't have, I don't think really anybody had high expectations going into that season. Um, and, you know, it's, Probably a cliche answer, but best is to spend a long time in Philly, and every year he had the team fighting. We weren't always the best team, but we were never really the worst team. We just, we were always in it no matter what as our head coach. And I think that was incredible how he was just able to like turn this team around because whenever he first got here and it was you know, Ray Rhodes, we were – Kind of we the were a dumpster fire, the yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were a dumpster fire. Completely, yeah, go ahead. And he completely turned it around and everything. So Yeah. No, my my worst, my worst memories are, are the, the NFC title game losses. Um oh, yeah. Yeah. and I'm gonna segue into something here really quick, but like the second and third I mean I know it's the conference championship. The first one we got there, I was just happy we were there and, and, and you know, I was yeah, I was super Upset, we, we lost, but we lost to the Rams. We had Isaac Bruce, uh, Marshall Falk, and and Kurt Warner. And then the second time we played, um, we played the Bucks, and we had the Bucks number up until that point. We beat them in two straight um, years in a row in the playoffs. That's when they had like Sean King as their quarterback and Tony Dun- Dungy as their head coach. Then John Gruden gets there and they beat us with Brad Johnson and Keyshawn Johnson and Warwick Dunn. They come into Philly in the last game of Philly, the last game at the Vet. That was. And then we lose in the inaugural season at the link to the Carolina Panthers. Those two, I mean, I at that point, I've never fe- felt so hopeless. Like, why am I cheering for this team? I, th- that is the definition of being a long-suffering fan of a franchise. You, um, you, you lose two get gut. Those are like gut punches, like crazy. And then we, and then my happiest moment with Andy Reid was when we got to the Super Bowl, beating the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I don't know if you watch. There's a YouTube out there where it's like a, a YouTube, um, a YouTube video. It's like a beautiful day, like it's a beautiful day, and 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 it's like a whole uh, like a highlight reel of that game. It's got like millions of yep. views. I have seen that. Yeah, I'm sure you. I, I, I'm sure everyone has seen that. That literally was. I, I remember it was in my mom's house in my room watching that game. Like happy tears running down my face when. T.O. and McNabb uh, were host, hosting, hoisting up the trophy. Little did we know they hated each other at that point. But, um, but yeah, yeah getting, getting to the Super Bowl, uh, that was that was my my best Andy Reid moment um, ever. And here's one thing that I will tell you though: just we, when you look at those teams back then, what it, what didn't they have on offense? It's like they didn't have a receiver. We had trash. And Pinkston or Stinkston, mm. and and everyone was 
pounding the table for a wide receiver. We eventually got like Antonio Freeman when he was, you know, becoming garbage. And then we got Terrell Owens for that one magical year where he was at. We, we literally saw what we could have been if we had good receivers surrounding McNabb. Fast forward to this year, you look at the, you look at what's out there on the field. You've got the San Francisco 49ers who, who've got three good running backs. CC Lamb, Sam, no, that's CD Lamb, uh, Sa- Debo Samuel, who's a really nice receiver. Emmanuel Sanders, who's a really nice receiver. George Kittle, who's essentially a wide receiver who blocks the crap out of you. He's really good. And you got uh, the, the Chiefs, who, they, you know, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, like Hardman, Marcus Robinson, I think his name was, Sammy Watkins. They have so many weapons. And when you compare those rosters to what the Eagles were putting out there. I mean, we, we need speed, my man. So I wanted to ask you, what do you, what do you think the Eagles need to do to get to the, to, to get, to reshape their roster to be, you know, on the same level as the chiefs? Well, like you said, we absolutely need speed in my opinion. Uh, like the chiefs, like I forget who said it, but somebody said it, basically an Olympic team they have out there. Like, yeah. So many guys that are fast. And it seems like with the Eagles, we value possession receivers, I think, way too much. Possession receivers aren't bad or anything. There's some really good ones out in the league. But when you have, you know, Alshon, who's a possession receiver, you draft Arkega Whiteside, who's kind of the same kind of guy. You run a lot of 12 personnel. It's like you don't really have a lot of guys who are just going to flat out beat their defenders. I think getting Deshaun Jackson back next year is going to be huge for us. So what he could do in the little time that we could see him. Yeah, I think the offense looked really good. And I think definitely got to draft a receiver in the first round. Who's your guy? That sure you um, honestly, I... Now, I know C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, he'll be gone by then. I, I, I won't mind trading up for him, honestly, because I think he could be a really talented receiver in the league. Yeah. But I, if I, we I'm, stay at tw- – I'm against trading picks this, this year. They need every single one of those guys because they got a lot of old guys they need to replace, like, you know, Jason Peters, and, and they need – they're gonna get. They're gonna lose Darby. They're gonna lose. They might lose Malcolm Jenkins. They might lose Rodney McLeod. There's a lot of you know. There's gonna. There's gonna be a huge roster turnover, um, coming into this year coming up. So I wouldn't. I mean, maybe like a, a first round pick or a few picks next year or the year after. But this is you know we got ten picks. I wouldn't be trading anybody. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I I can agree with that. Because uh, we do have a lot of holes. But I'll ask you this. Are you worried at all that Harry Roseman is going to – I don't want to say screw up this draft, but do you think he's going to – because I think this is a very important draft for us because I think we're going to have a lot of holes that we need to fill on draft day and a lot of rookies who are going to be coming in expected to do a lot. Do you trust Howie in drafting players good enough to be able to do that? I, I don't really trust him at all. Um, w- was Joe Douglas um, a part of last year's uh, draft? I think he was. He Before he left, he was still working for us, and, and he probably had 
a lot of um, input on on you know Miles Sanders and um, and Dillard. I think uh, I think they said Stoutland really liked Dillard. Um, yep. I mean, if you look if you look at this, we had six picks. I think we hit a, a home run on Miles Sanders, and I would say yeah, we, we did. And Dillard is is really good too. So out of six picks, if you hit on two, and those guys are going to be like Pro Bowl players or around there. I would say that that's really good, but then the other guys were completely non-factors. Like Sharif Miller, he didn't even see the field. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside might as well have not seen the field. Though I, I can kind of see the potential in him. He made a few nice plays where it was like, okay, all right, maybe maybe there's, you know, he made a few nice catches. I think with him, maybe it's a confidence thing, I, but he really has to, at this point, what, what have we seen? We've seen nothing. It's been absolute garbage. So, you know, we go by what we've seen, and he, that's a total miss. So that's a second round pick he missed on, and then um, and then who else did he draft? I forget. I forget the other guys. Uh, do you remember that? So it was it was JJ Miles Dillard, those three. Sharif Miller. That's four. I guess I don't remember because they didn't make a dent on the roster, right? Yeah, I'm having a brain for it too. I can't remember. Yeah, I got to. Oh, Clayton Thorson. That was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I even want to talk about that. Let's not talk about it. It's a waste of breath. Um, and yeah. then that was a total. And and you know, you know what else? They could have had DK Metcalf in that draft. So total, total. Yeah. To, how do you miss on that? I mean, I know DK Metcalf. They said he was kind of raw, like he didn't. Uh, he didn't have that. Uh, I don't know what you call. It. He wasn't like a polished route runner or whatever, and he didn't have the best hands. He looked like a really good receiver to me, man. Six four, yeah. big. He had 160 yards against our amazing secondary. That's another thing we have to yeah. address: secondary next year. All right, we're gonna lose. I would sign. Who, who would you resign of of the McLeod, Darby, Jalen Mills, um, Malcolm Jenkins quartet? Ron or Darby, I would absolutely let walk. I honestly really haven't seen anything with his time in Philly that has really impressed me. Only thing with him is he's fast, but it seems like with him that doesn't really matter. Now, in Buff- I'm not mad at the trade because I think he looked good in Buffalo and everything. But no, I actually, uh, I actually liked him initially. I liked him initially. I think Jim Schwartz is using him wrong because he's a press corner and he makes him play off the ball. If he can't get his hands on on, on a receiver, he's not he's not going to be effective. Same thing with Rasul Douglas. He's yeah. I, I don't think I think. Jim Schwartz is making Darby like fit the offense instead of the other way around, where he makes Darby comfortable and plays a defense that would work for him. But you know, we, Schwartz is a good coordinator. I'm not going to prove him there. But yeah, we agree. Darby's gone. So who else you got? Yep, yep. Jenkins, I, I think it really. I love Malcolm Jenkins. I think he's one of my favorite players. I've probably ever seen suit up in Eagle Screen. But honestly, if he wants too much money, I think we're just going to have to cut ties because I'm not saying he's not worth it, but he's going to be another year older. We're going to probably expect him to play every single snap like he did the past two years. And with how the injury bug has hit our team a couple past years, I don't think it's going to happen. But if it's a team-friendly deal, I definitely have him back. But if he wants too much, I think they got to cut ties on him. 
Yeah, I would say so too. Um, I, I tend to agree. I would pay him. I would pay him. You know, unless he's asking for I don't know what. I would pay him because he's he's a nice. Uh, he's not Earl Thomas. He's not Teron Matthew, but he's he's in that he's in that conversation. So yeah. I would pay him because I think that defense. The only reason I think they. You know they they gel the way they gel. A lot of it is Malcolm Jenkins. I, he's he's really a leader there, and I I would I, I think they tried. He was hoping that the the team would resign him this year, and they didn't. And um, here's the thing: the Eagles have like forty something million in in cap space, from what I understand. I think they're going to redo Zach Ertz's contract. Um, yeah. that's that's number one. That's going to eat a bit eat, eat up a little bit of money, and and I also think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Malcolm Jenkins is if it's a two-year deal with like a lot of guaranteed money and then like a, a low base salary, maybe keep the cap down. I don't know. He's a tricky one. With him, it, it absolutely yeah. comes down to the, the asking price, like you're like you're saying. I think I think I would pay him more than what you would pay him, but but still, it's it's the money that it comes down to. Rodney McLeod. I think an, go ahead. I think an incentive-based deal for Jenkins, I think, would be amazing for us and him. I think. No, I don't but, think he'd take that. I don't think he'd take that. I think he'd no. walk away. He thinks he earned his money and he wants, you know, a big fat paycheck. That's what he wants. So maybe yeah, we disagree true. a little we probably disagree a little bit there, but I, I'm 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 a Malcolm Jenkins uh fan. So what about Jalen Mills? You like him or not? I honestly do like Jalen Mills, but I, I hear a lot of people saying Razul Douglas moved to safety and I think that would be a good idea. But I honestly think Jalen Mills would make a really good safety. And I kind of like the, like, swagger that he brings to the team sometimes. And you could – and there's been a lot of ups and downs with him. But when he's having a good game, he can have a really good game. You know what he, you know what he does that's, that makes up for everything else? He tackles really well. So every cornerback gives up plays. Like Ronald Darby gives up plays, but Ronald Darby doesn't tackle. Um, Jalen Mills always tackles, and that's what makes him, I think, more valuable than Darby. And um, and I never thought I'd say that because <laughs> you would think it's just yeah. coverability. But in this today's NFL, every corner is going to give up plays. There's hardly any yeah. shutdown guys anymore. So it's it's the ability to tackle and the willingness to tackle, and that's what Jalen Mills does. I would bring him back on a team friendly deal. I wouldn't give him like you know God knows how much money, but I would bring him back. Yeah. I would also I would also give Sidney Jones one last crack. Because I think I know he's I know he signed for another year I think or even two years no it's one more year and um and I think he got a lot of confidence at the end of the year and I think maybe he might be you know turning into something we'll see um what about Jason now switching switching sides what about Jason Peters do you want here's my thing about Jason Peters everybody says let him walk let him walk you got Dillard I would move him to guard because he wants to play and he I think he almost volunteered to move to guard. Um, during the season to help the team out. So I would move Jason Peters to guard and move Dillard to left tackle and let that, let that marinate for a year or two. Cause I think Isaac Sayamalu is not very good. And I think, um, I think he's essentially eventually going to be the replacement for Kelsey anyway. So I would move, uh, I would put in Dillard, let Peters play next to him and let Kelsey and let just make a uh, Sayamalu a backup. What do you think? I agree 100%. I think that'd be a great move if he'd be willing to do it. 
because yeah, no one seems to no one none of the podcasts out there and nobody else except for us on the Straight Fire podcast have come up with that idea because I I've never heard of him moving to guard moving he'd be the best guard in the league today he might be, he would. He might be, I agree. be amazing yep now I want I, if it if he was demanding that he has to play left tackle I I'd probably have to. I don't want to let him walk. Maybe if he's even willing to be a backup, but I, we drafted Andre Dillard in the first round, and from what we've seen, he's looked amazing. So I, th- I think Andre Dillard has to start at left tackle for us next year. Yeah, I think he's shown enough. He played against Khalil Mack and held his own. Yeah, You know, you figure he's going to be stronger. So unless it, J- JP wants to play guard, because um, he wants to play, he doesn't want to be a backup. Uh, then, then yeah, I absolutely would uh, would would give Jason Peters the uh, the bye bye. I'd wave him bye bye if if he was uh, if he wanted to play tackle and that was the end of it for him. So yeah, that's that's what it is, man. The draft is coming up. What about have you looked at free agency and who's who's available out there? I I, I saw a um, an article on uh, one of the people I follow. I think Jimmy Kemsky. I don't know if you follow Jimmy Kemsky, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, he put out an article with potential wide receivers that the Eagles could maybe trade for, um, and and he had an, inter- an interesting list of of guys there. I think um, Odell was one of the guys um, that he thinks maybe we should trade for, or like get Mohamed Sanu, or get like there's another Marvin Jones is another guy that the Eagles could potentially get. I like Marvin Jones. He'd be like. He'd be the number one receiver on this team outside of, you know, next to Deshaun Jackson right away. That just tells you how bad our receivers are. But yeah, I, my, my thing is this, I, I let, I would keep Alshon like I told you, cause he's, um, he's not going to play until the end of next year or the middle of next year. Cause he's got that Liz Frank injury and I would totally just, um, I would sign a guy in free agency and I would draft the receiver, and I would let go of uh, Nelson Aguilar. So your receivers would be uh, free agent Deshaun Jackson, Greg Ward, um, Alshon Jeffrey, and a rookie. You'd have uh, like and, and JJ Arthago Whiteside. You'd have you'd have like six receivers. Um, so that that's I, I only because of the money. I wouldn't I wouldn't. What's the point of dumping Alshon? I don't think he was the the the, the snitch. I think it was Orlando Scandrick, like you said earlier. Yeah. So I would keep uh, I would keep Alshon and I would keep Deshaun and I would just add to that. I would I would say, say bye bye to Nelson Aguilar and just draft a guy in and sign a guy in free agency and let Greg Ward uh, scrape his butt off to make the team. Let let Greg Ward and uh, and JJ Arthago Whiteside fight for who's going to be on the team. Do it that way. Yeah, I think Greg Ward should honestly be in the running for our late slot starting slot receiver because I I really liked what I saw out of him this year. No, I did too. Um, I did too. He's uh, he's, he's like a really nice, um, he's not a number one receiver, but he's definitely a number three receiver, yeah. like a good number four receiver. He absolutely has yeah. earned a roster spot. It's just, it's unfortunate that we wasted a second round pick on JJ Ortega wideside and the, and, um, and Harry Roseman's not going to want to give up on his second round pick. He's going to, you know, hold on to him until, you know, for dear life. If 
I wouldn't have an ego like that if I was a general manager. If I would see in year two that this guy is absolute trash, and 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 uh, my my you know free agent wide receiver I got and a rookie I just signed are better than him in training camp, I would say goodbye to Arthego Whiteside and just keep the best players available. There's a lot of politicking behind um, There's. every roster. There's you know the GM you know wasted this pick and the coach has to make him work and he doesn't make him work so the GM is pissed. He wants to keep him around longer so the coach can make him work. It's it's like a whole thing and it holds the team back. It really does. I feel like a lot of if the Eagles don't get into uh, too much politicking between Doug and Howie and how the roster is constructed, I think the uh, the roster has a chance to be really good if they just retool the the the, the receivers. And um, and you know we'll we'll see what happens. We we will we will absolutely see what happens. So I um I'm really excited about what this you know this off season is going to bring. Um, I think February fifth is like a deadline for some guy. Did you hear Dak might get franchised? Oh my goodness! I did. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's not a that's. I mean, I personally respect his ability. I think he's a really decent, like uh, he's just a decent quarterback. Like he's Alex Smith to me. Um, so I see why the Cowboys are doing it. But at the same time, if they piss him off and he leaves, you know they're stuck with nobody. <laughs> They have no they're one. stuck with Craig and Thorson is who they're stuck with. Yeah, that is that is who they're stuck with. We um we would love to see Clayton Thorson line up for the Cowboys yep. at some point in the next That'd two years. I who's who's your biggest um who's your biggest concern uh in our division as far as like the teams that could compete against us next year? I think the easy answer would be Dallas, but I don't think it is. I think it's actually going to be Washington. I think Ron Rivera was a great hire for them. Okay. And I think with, I think they're going to have to do a lot of work this off season, but I think they have the potential to be contender next year, not for the Super Bowl, but like for our division because Haskins showed some pretty good things last year. Amazing against our secondary. Uh, I'll look amazing. And then they have a bunch there. of young talent on that defensive line too. So I think I think they, they could have the potential to. They do. They have a crazy good de- defensive line. I would with uh, Montez Sweat. They're going to get Chase Young. They're going to get a bunch of guys that um yeah they got Kerrigan. They, they do have a, a really good D line. They just can never seem to get it together. And I don't see Ron Rivera as the kind of coach that will um that puts a franchise over the top like that. I know he was good in, in Carolina with Cam and those guys, um, but I just don't view him as a, like an elite head coach. I view him as a very good head coach, like a Marvin Lewis. I view him as, a, as yeah. like a maybe a little better than Marvin Lewis, maybe like a, I don't know, like a, what's a good head coach? Jeez. Mike, like a Mike McCarthy maybe, except minus the Super Bowl right now. Oh, yeah. He's all right, yeah. but not, not the best. I worry about the Giants. I live in New York. I think Daniel Jones is a really good quarterback. Uh, if they fix their offensive line and maybe give them one more playmaker on the outside, a Jerry Judy, if you will. Um, yeah, yeah I, I worry about the Giants. If they fix their defense, I think they're 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 right there with us, and they're right right there with the uh, with the Cowboys. They'll they'll compete right away. And I don't know. I just I haven't seen from. And now that I'm saying this, uh, I bet you that you're right about the Redskins. They're going to come out like gangbusters, and Dwayne Haskins is going to look phenomenal. But um, based on all the analysis that I've heard of, he's just a he's just figuring it out. He's not there yet. So I think his progression, um, though he looked great against us, won't be 
you have to take you have to take into account our secondary is trash and our defensive line very true very hit and miss so he looked great against us but he didn't look great against a lot of other people daniel jones threw five touchdowns in a game he's had a bunch of games where he threw like three or four touchdowns so i i think daniel jones and the giants are, are the team i worry about the most um i just I, don't, I can't believe the cowboys always screw it up they had no injuries the last two years and and they they mustered up one playoff win and 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 one division title and and then they missed they missed it I, I still can't believe they missed the playoffs last year against with all our injuries I was convinced after after I canceled my uh, YouTube TV subscription I was like I'm not watching any more football this season's over and then you know we reel off four wins in a row and I'm like and then we beat Dallas at home I'm like oh how did this happen they they just always seem to blow it I don't know what it is about them maybe it was just yeah, yeah. maybe now that they have Mike McCarthy. You know the 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 this whole Cowboys team will be rejuvenated and and they'll play great, but um, but yeah, maybe it was Jason Garrett. We're about we're about to find out next year. Next year is about to be pretty insane. But um, but yeah, man, what are you um, what are you looking forward to next year? What are your biggest uh, like headlines, Eagles wide and then like league wide? What do you uh, what do you think next year is going to happen as far as you know some potential surprises? Uh, definitely excited to see what the Eagles are going to do. That's obvious. But uh, I honestly love the offseason, seeing where, you know, all these star players are going to go and draft day and everything. Uh, one thing, I'm, and it's not next year, it's in the near future, but I, I really want to see who our offensive coordinator is going to be too because oh, yeah, it's been a while cool. and – we still don't really have an idea of who it is. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. You're right. We don't have an offensive coordinator. I think it might be Mike McDaniel from the 49ers. Um, I think that's who the Eagles were waiting on, and maybe that's the guy they'll pounce on. Um, if not, then I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe it might be like a Mike Caldwell or like – I bet you it's Zach Taylor or something like that, our, our, our quarterback coach who nobody wants to see. Um, yeah, something We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. I I really think it all comes down to how. Who, who do you predict the Eagles pick in their with their first round pick in in this in this draft? See, I have a feeling. You know, the, all the fans, I'm sure, at least the majority, are going to be asking for a wide receiver. I have a feeling they're not going to pick a wide receiver. I feel like they're probably going to pick like a defensive back or maybe even another lineman because could also for both sides, offensive line and defensive line, we need more depth. So I see him pulling off something like that. How about you? I think they're going to go. I heard a lot of Jalen Ragor, who's like a Tyreek Hill kind of guy from TCU. I think his name is Jalen Ragor. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It wouldn't surprise me if they just decided, nah, I'm going to ignore the biggest weakness on my team and uh, and, and draft this defensive end. Um, with here's why I wouldn't draft the defensive end because Josh Sweat had four sacks and Vinny Curry had five. I would I would probably run it back with that same defensive line and see if Sharif Miller makes a dent on the roster. Um, remember, we're, get, we're getting Malik, Malik Jackson back, so that's that might be help helpful and. And I would just uh, – I would focus on the secondary and I would focus on wide receiver and I would focus on them getting 
Henry Ruggs, if he's still available, obviously that would be ideal. Or, um, or that kid from uh, Clemson, uh, T. Higgins, from what I understand, is yeah. pretty good. So Justin Jefferson is another really good receiver out of uh, LSU. I heard he's he like, like Joe Burrow. What's that? No, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say that I thought he was more of like a uh, Devontae Adams kind of player, not a yep. uh, not not a speed guy, just a really good route runner. So we've seen a lot of those. I just I think we need speed. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, but I mean, if he's going to dominate, like there's 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 guys that are not speed receivers that dominate like DeAndre. I think I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is that fast. Julio Jones, I don't know if he's that fast. He just out jumps people. He just knows how to play the receiver position. So I'm all for. I'm just all for an upgrade. But um, but yeah, listen, man. I um, I absolutely want you to come back on this pod uh, again once we once we get into free agency and 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 things start happening. So let's uh, let's keep this thing going. And um, and that's pretty much it, man. I, I really appreciate you doing this, and uh, I hope I hope the fans enjoyed it. I hope everybody listens, and um. And I want to wrap it up with just um, just a uh, a quick shout out to uh, to Andy Reid for for winning his first Super Bowl and uh, and and that's pretty much it, man. I don't know what any last thoughts from you. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, really like doing it. And final thoughts is go birds. <laughs> Yeah, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. We'll be in touch and uh, on to the next one.